You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all of the action. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all of the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And now, on with the show. Welcome back to the Quack Report, everybody. How is everybody's week and weekend? I hope it's been good. Let us know in the comments if you got an especially exciting story to share. Um, but I'll toss it over to Nate and see if he has anything exciting that he wants to share today. How's it going today? I stayed up till 4 a.m. playing Call of Duty. <laughs> exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and how was that? Uh, it was fun. I uh, prestiged for the very first time in Call of Duty. I never played multiplayer that long to actually be able to do that. Really not that hard, but I just, yeah, this is the first time I've actually done it. So, sweet. Yeah, as soon as I did that, I uh, hopped off. I realized it was 4 o'clock in the morning, and uh, (laughs) whoopsie. So, I had an alarm set to be able to get up today, and I still, like, just made it out. So, if, uh, (laughs) if I seem a little tired, it's probably because i am so <laughs> but uh otherwise that's really the only thing exciting <laughs> that was the only exciting thing I, I, I mean, that's about all you can that's about all you can uh, <laughs> you can do these days it's not like you can just you know go out and about so yeah no yeah there was not uh not a whole lot going on this week for myself but uh that's fair yeah yeah so how about you did you uh, i think you were up pretty late as well i think i saw at one point yeah not last night last night i think i went to bed pretty early but well, I mean, it was still like 2.30, so not super yeah. early. But. I was like, I know I saw you at 2.30. <laughs> That's early for me. I think the night before, I was up playing Animal Crossing till about 4 or 5 in the morning. So it's, uh, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Good all Animal Crossing. Yeah. Uh, we it got Lindsay. Yeah. We got Lindsay here saying hello and uh, nice jersey, Nate. Thank it is a nice much. jersey. Look at that wild one. I, I do like this. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. I still, I still need to get myself one. I just got to, you know. Keep searching the couch for spare change. Yeah, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I've got the Silverberg uh, home jersey, so it's uh, yeah, it's not giving him quite the juju we want so far this season, but it's uh, it's okay. 
Yeah, needs a little better. Needs a little more. A little more self. Yeah. Yeah. But we do uh we do have a couple games to talk about here. And um couple couple guys that maybe were underproducing and we we ripped on a little hard the last couple of weeks. Um we're gonna give them a little bit of praise. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're giving the old uh, discipline backhand a couple times yep. <laughs> through the through the microphones. But Ru- the the ruler to the hand. Oh yeah. Did you ever get that in school? No. We let, well I mean, we're in the 21st century, but uh, I know we had, okay, yeah, we, did you ever have Perrin as a teacher? I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, no, I never got the ruler from her either. She was the one teacher that still did the ruler thing, but it was like, it wasn't like, okay, like, put your hands out and, you know, like, we're going to make them beat red or that sort of thing. (laughs) It was all more of a, more of a joke and like, like our principal was taught by her, like she had been around forever, but was still, you know quick-witted and everything like that like everything mm-hmm. was obviously still there and uh yeah no i never i never got the the ruler i don't think so and i had her no. two times so. okay yeah i only had her the once yeah I, I know that there was other kids that would really get the ruler you know a little just like a love tap on the head nothing too crazy nothing that you I can remember, complain about <laughs> i remember there was one that she gave across the back of a kid's neck that was a little too hard and she didn't yeah. mean to do it but people were trying to take pictures and she's like please put your phones away i could get fired because of this if that goes out yeah <laughs> oh. yeah like the kid was fine it's not like she was like beating the shit out of him but yeah exactly yeah. and she's retired now so yeah <laughs> so i think the best story though was we were yeah we were in class it was like first few minutes of it because she had like she was just like talking about stuff that was in the newspaper that day this was a social studies class um i was just like yeah, talking about stuff so she has the paper in her hand and there was one kid from her homeroom that was in uh our year that uh you know they had a they had a back and forth going basically and so he walks past the hall or like past her door uh in the hall there and he just just parent socks and everyone kind of stopped and she stopped and just <laughs> kind of like looked out the door and just like stopped mid-sentence walked out the door and uh, oh, I forget who our vice principal was, but I guess he was at the other end of the hall. And you just hear her go, uh, "Can you direct Mister, you know, to uh, like back oh, back over here?" You hear the footsteps come up, and hi, Perrin. And they just hear whack. <laughs> she had taken the newspaper, rolled it up, and just hit him over the side of the head. She's like, "Okay, get to class," <laughs> and then walked back in and just started talking like nothing had happened. Yeah, it was great. Um, well, uh, I, I got one story here, and then we'll move on. It's not as good as yours, but the uh, there was one kid at the back, and he had like a snack that he brought to class. It was like crackers or something like that. But there were there were very loud crackers for whatever <laughs> reason, or he was a loud chewer. I don't know. Um, so he was eating them as she was talking, and. Uh, Eventually, she just got fed up, stopped, and she had a hammer in the bottom drawer of her desk for whatever <laughs> yeah, I reason. About that. <laughs> pulled it, so pulled that out, walked to the back, and then just crushed the living shit out of this guy's crackers. Like they were dust. Like you know, you know when you open a bag of chips and you eat the whole thing and you get to the bottom and there's like that dust. It was thinner than that. She wanted it was some, so fine. She wanted some panko crumbs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then uh, okay. you know, kid finished his snack, but there there was no more crunch and sound. Yeah. So. Okay, I got <laughs> one efficient. more. I got one more story. So, like I said, okay. this this teacher was around for quite a while. Um, like that, our principal was taught by her and everything like that. Both my parents were also taught by her. So you go to parent teacher conference the first time, and you know they sat they sit down on either side of me with her, and she just looks in the both and just, I taught you both, didn't I? They're like, yep. She's like, yeah, I need to retire. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, 
But no, so my dad was telling me this story, though. For whatever reason, she had his number. Don't like doesn't know why or anything like that. And so he's saying how he was like he was at the back of the class and like she would do like worksheets and everything like that. And I guess that was consistent throughout her entire career for the most part. But uh, so yeah, he had like his book up just to kind of have some privacy and that sort of thing, and was you know doing the worksheets, like doing the homework and everything like that. And she's kind of just like rotating around the class and gets to my dad and what are you doing? on doing my homework nah i think you're up to something and she kind of walked off and came back a few minutes later that's still doing the worksheet and she goes what are you doing i'm just doing my homework no i think you're up to something third time she comes around she just okay i know you're up to something you're sitting at the front of the class for the rest of the semester (laughs) (laughs) and so my dad sat at the front of the the class for the rest of the semester after he did absolutely nothing (laughs) did did he ever get caught for whatever he wasn't doing yeah i I have no idea (laughs) (laughs) oh well good old parent stories if, if by chance you're listening to this which i don't know why you would be but if you are um Shoot a, shoot a message in the comments. That'd be great. <laughs> and uh, this is the the impact of your teaching. I don't remember what yeah. you taught us, but you, you gave us some good stories. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Shall we get into some Ducks hockey here? Yeah, let's do it. All righty. So a couple games to talk about here. Um, we got the second game of the back-to-back against Arizona. And then we have the game just last night, Saturday night, against the Vegas Golden Knights to talk about here. We won't spend a lot of time on the Arizona one because we talked about the uh, one, what was it, like last Monday? I don't know, the first game of the series. Yeah. This one is is pretty much identical. There's a few things to mention, but otherwise it, it was just two and a half hours of deja vu. If you, want, if you want to know about the second game, go and listen to the last episode where we talked about the first game. It was literally the exact same and like disappointing in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, like even on uh, on Twitter there, because like like we all know, I I run the Quack Report Twitter for us and that sort of thing. And so I tweeted at the Sporty with Corey and Richie show, and oh, and also congratulations to Corey from that show as well. She just got engaged this week. Oh yeah, congratulations! And uh, those are some nice pictures, by the way. Sorry, yeah, they were nice pictures. Yeah, well, yeah. Props um, to that. Props to her boyfriend, or I guess now fiance. Uh, yeah, for, for <laughs> it's a pretty good view there. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I tweeted at them when we were like when the Ducks were up three nothing again, and I said I'm like we're not chirping because we've seen this before. But how are you guys doing right now? And they're just like, ah, yeah, it, it, it could be better. It could be better. Sure enough, three one, then three two. And everybody could see the writing on the wall at that point. We're like, we're going to lose this, aren't we? Like, we're going to lose this three-goal lead. Yeah. And 3-3. Three, three. Sure enough. At least this game got to a sh- uh, shootout. Mm-hmm. But then 4-3, they retweet back at us. <laughs> so how are you guys feeling now? And I just had to send a gif of just, like, somebody banging their head against the wall because that's what I wanted to fucking do after this game. Yeah, because it was literally the exact same thing. Exact same. Like it, it was Groundhog's Day essentially for this team. Yeah. Go up three nothing. <laughs> you're playing well, and then you back off again. Like you didn't just learn your lesson two nights before, and lose four three. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I mean that can happen again the rest of the season. Honestly, it no. shouldn't happen again in any of these guys' careers. Like this is yeah. a very teachable moment. I think. Like and okay, like there was definitely people, myself included, blaming Eakins for certain aspects right like even secrets is play time or anything like that 
Oh, excuse me. But like that one is on the team as well when it's oh, the second sure. time in three nights yeah. to the exact same team. Mm-hmm. Like that is that's on the team. That sucked. Yeah, I think I think oh. one thing that comes out of this too is is how important Lindholm is to the team because he he didn't play mm-hmm. either of those games. Um, and and to me he's I, I don't want to say he's quiet because I do notice him, but he he's not the you know the big offensive defenseman that you know you notice all the time because he's taking big shots from the point, getting tons of goals or, or assists or whatever. He's just a solid shutdown guy, and he, every once in a while he he makes a nice play that leads to a goal. But he he's more of that defensive defenseman, I think, and I, I think it showed that we really missed him in these games, especially later on. Yeah, absolutely, it did. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a that's a good point that you make too. Actually, just now that I think about it a bit more, like it was mm-hmm. very noticeable actually when he was out of the lineup. So. I do yeah, like it sure. a lot better when he's in it. I think we're kind of figuring out those guys that should be in the lineup mm-hmm. more often than not and that sort of thing. So. For sure. Yeah, because, I mean, not to jump too far ahead, but, you know, you look at this Vegas game, and that was the tightest defensive game I think we've played, um, I'd say, in the month, all of February. Yeah. So that, that was really nice to see. But quickly before we move on to that one, the, you mentioned that that game went to a shootout there. Quick thoughts on the players that we got to choose there. I mean, really, we just want to talk about Zegers, right? Yeah, um, I'm very glad they picked Zegris, mm-hmm. obviously, in those three guys. Um, he made Hill look like a 10-year-old goalie in that. Like, yeah. he, made that, he just made it look effortless. And just like that shot release as well. Like, jeez, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, like it's unreal. <laughs> just just one on one to be able to see his release, like just really shows how good of a shot he actually yeah. has. Like you see it every once in a while in a game situation, but in this type of situation, one on one, zero pressure, and he just like rips it top cheese. Like I, I I didn't even see the shot. It was on his stick, and then yeah. it was in the net. Like that's well, yeah, like, really hell. Like was. there was nothing to the release. There wasn't you know like the big lean in or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like it honestly looked like the guy just passed the puck, but it. He ripped it at like 90k. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah, so awesome shot. That's really good to see from him. It's got to be, even though it doesn't count like on the score sheet, it's got to be a huge confidence booster to him. You think mm-hmm. like because he went second in the shootout, um, I believe, or was it first? I thought it was first. Yeah, I think it was first. Maybe it was first. Yeah, but yeah, to, let, to let be, me see if I can pull it up. First of all, to be chosen in, in that, at least the top two to. Um, to go in the shootout and then to also score and you know give your team a chance uh, to win this one back in the mm-hmm. shootout there's got to be a huge confidence boost for him unfortunately no one else on the team could capitalize um, and the Arizona Coyotes got two pretty nice goals I would say um, yeah ones that you know Gibson didn't really have much of a chance on so yeah uh, okay so here I was able to actually pull it up so uh, yeah started with Arizona Nick Schmaltz uh, saved by Miller. Zegris scores on the on the wrist shot. Uh, Connor Garland, um, who Corey and Richie did warn us about, mm-hmm. he has been a factor in every game. I think against the Ducks. Oh yes, very much so. Um, he scores on the wrist shot. Comtois with a save by Hill. Dvorak backhand goal, and then you know just to put the icing on the cake with. Um, oh yeah, just right to how rough it was with. Uh, Raquel for a little bit there just rips it wide of the net like one on O and you don't even hit it so yeah. I think that about summed up the last 
what was it, four games at this point. So mm-hmm. I, I get a Ekins' decision to put Raquel in because if he scores on that, like, watch yeah, out. It, it he, he's going nuts. Like, the huge yeah. confidence boost for him. But I'd say maybe put him put him second if you're going to do that. And then put, mm-hmm. you know, a guy that has maybe been playing a little bit better third. Honestly, I would have even put Raquel, like, you know, fourth or fifth on the yeah. list. I wouldn't have wanted to put him top three. I, I, like, Steele would have been a good choice. Terry mm-hmm. would have been a good choice. Getzlaff would have been probably a decent choice for uh, no. Getzlaff would have passed it back to the referee. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but like you, you don't want like I get that you want to get Raquel going, but you don't want to put a cold guy in that sort of situation. Yeah. Um, uh, it's too much pressure to there, even right? So yeah, exactly. Like let so, it happen in a game. So yeah, so I I I, was, I really questioned that decision. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I thought that you know playing one of the other guys would have been a better choice, but. Yeah. Oh well. I do like those first two picks though of Zegris and Comtois. Oh, for sure. Zegris because again, like we know this yep. kid can do it. Yeah. And and see which what he can whole, do against yeah, which, an NHL goalie too. Yeah, which is a whole other conversation because I'm pretty sure that game against Vegas last night was actually the lowest minutes he had of the three games he's I played so. so far. Yeah. Um and Comtois, you know, has just been putting the puck in the net. That's that has to be a guy you go to. Mm-hmm. If he's out of the top three, like even if you had Zegris in there, if if Comtois is out of the top three, I really question your coaching as yeah. a whole and oh, your yeah. thought process. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but yeah, but really unfortunate um, that we lost that one in the shootout. I guess we came away with one point, but um, not uh, not ideal. So, no, um, we did come away with one point against Vegas as well. We managed to take that game to overtime. But a few things to talk about before we we get there. We'll somewhat go in chronological <laughs> order, or at least try to. Um, to start off, Fowler and Shattenkirk both hit uh, 700 NHL games in their career. So congrats to them. It, it's, it's really weird to think that Fowler and Shattenkirk have been in the league for pretty much the same amount of time. Yeah, it is kind of weird, actually. Um, I was yeah, I was trying to take a look at it last night. Um, oh, I totally lost where I had it here, though. Oh, that's because I'm in the Arizona game. That'll do it. Yeah, no, I want the Vegas game. Get over here. Come back to me. There we go. And Cam Fowler. Here we go. So Cam Fowler, while this loads. Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, Cam Fowler was the 12th overall pick in 2010 for Anaheim. Yep. Which, like, that's 11 years ago. Yeah, just to it's, rattle it's your crazy brain to think about. That's eleven years ago. Yeah, and he he made his debut that season as well. I don't think he played a ton of games from what I remember. Yeah, because uh, I just looked it up beforehand, so I'm just going off my memory. Yeah, here, but <laughs> so um, but like 700 games by the time you're 29. That's impressive, honestly. Very impressive. Yeah, I, I so. mean it's it's also pretty rare for a defenseman to kind of come into the league Be right that away. Young. Yeah. yeah. At least, I mean, back in the day it was. It's a little mm-hmm. more common now, especially with Hughes and Makar and Heiskanen and that type of mm-hmm. defenseman. But, um, yeah, for Fowler, that's The defense game is kind of changing a little bit, too, where some of these guys are able to jump up. But, yeah, in 2010, mm-hmm. it was still, you know, like the massive fuckers. Yeah. And, yeah, it's definitely surprising that Fowler was able to uh, to hop in there. So, yeah. <coughs> oh, God, excuse me. Bless you. Uh, 700 games played, 69 goals. Nice. 242 assists for 311 points. Nice. Um, so. I, I just pulled up Shattenkirk's numbers here as well, just so we can 
do a little comparison. He was mm-hmm. uh, first of all, he was drafted 2007, 14th overall uh, by the Colorado Avalanche. But he didn't make his debut in the NHL until that same season as Fowler, the 2010 season um, with Colorado. There, it, surprising, he got traded in his first season as well. He went to St. Louis that same year. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, I'm assu- I'm pretty sure it was a trade. I don't know, maybe it was a waiver pick. But- Hmm. That would be kind of weird. Um, but yeah, the way, anyways, he played there for quite a while, eventually came to us, obviously. But yeah, 700 games, uh, 83 goals, 305 assists for 388 points. So sorry, what'd you say for Fowler? Uh, Fowler was 311 points. Yeah, pretty pretty comparable. I mean, yeah. I think Shattenkirk definitely has just a, a slight bit more of an offensive upside, side, mm-hmm. at least, you know, in his um, previous seasons, but. Yeah. It also helped that uh, you know he was on a very offensive team in Tampa Bay there for what was it two years I think or three? Uh, just the one. Oh, just, just the one. Oh, yeah. okay. Just well, I mean, season. we know. Yeah. I mean, we know St. Louis's defense was mm-hmm. pretty formidable for quite a while as well. Oh, there. yeah. Petrangelo, Bomeister, Perenko, Shattenkirk. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, that's a pretty solid top four yeah. pairing, right? So mm-hmm. I forgot he spent that year in Washington as well. Yeah. Um, the 16-17 season. Was that the their cup year? 2017? Yep. No, Sweet. wait. 17-18. It was the next year. Okay. Yeah, it's the next year. Yeah, I was like, does Shattenkirk have two cups? But no, it's just the one. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and then a couple years in, in New York there as well, where he was their number one defenseman. Regressed yeah. a little bit, but arguably on a worse team. Well, not mm-hmm. arguably. He, he was on a worse team than yeah. St. Louis <laughs> and the Capitals there. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, so then he wouldn't have probably been playing with Perenko then in uh, St. Louis. Maybe not. When was his last year in St. Louis? Uh, it was the 16-17 season. Oh, no, he might have been. Maybe? Yeah, I, I, I don't can't. remember. Yeah, Pareko's been around for a while. So. I think he's been around for They, they would have overlapped, overlapped a little bit. Yeah, I think he's been around for three years. All right, let's look it up. Three or Getting four years. Way <laughs> off track here, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, well, it's going to bother us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we got to figure it out, and we got to look like we know oh, what we're well. talking about by Googling basic hockey knowledge. Yeah. But yeah, um, Shattenkirk is a guy that I don't know. His season has been like really off and on this year for some reason. Like mm-hmm. we've seen flashes of what he can do. Yeah, but it's just I mean, like the team as a whole just not really consistent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's um, I'd really like him to find a little bit more consistency in his game, but it's yeah. Um, I, I get he's getting up there. Like he's uh, thirty-two. His hockey mm-hmm. DB page said so, which is. Ten, it's not old, but it's when kind of hitting the end of your prime. It's when defensemen begin to regress a little bit, and um, especially for offensive defensemen, that that's really tough because you got to then learn to be that defensive guy or yeah. like, figure out a new way to play your game. Look at guys like you know Carlson and Burns in mm-hmm. um, in San Jose. There's still a lot of offensive upside, but not the powerhouses that they used to be by any means. So yeah, exactly. Um, going back to Preco here, he made his uh, debut. In the 15 16 season, and he's played oh, okay, yeah. pretty much every game since then. So, oh, there you go. Yeah, he's already just over 400 games, so he's uh, oh, he's closing dang. in on 700 <laughs> actually himself. Um, Jeez. yeah, which is crazy. So, yeah, they would have overlapped a couple of years there. So, yeah, there you go. Um, probably, probably um, played together a lot as well, him and Shattenkirk. Yeah, probably. But anyways, let's get back to some uh, some more Ducks talk here. So, yeah, first of all, congrats to Fowler and Shattenkirk on 700 games. Here's to 700 more. No, not, not that many, but <laughs> hundreds more anyways. Um, the big thing to come out of this one was Raquel and Henrique finally getting the monkeys off their back. 
um, yep. to scoring both of the Anaheim Ducks goals there. So um, I forget who got, yeah, it was Raquel got the first one. Yeah, uh, Henrique got the second one. And then uh, Raquel also assisted on Henrique's goal there. So really nice to see from them. Mm-hmm. Especially for uh, Henrique because, you know, this is the guy's first game back since being wavered. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was that kick of the pants that he really needed to get so. going. Yeah. But that being said, the fact that he got waived, I think his time is number like his his days are numbered here in Anaheim. He he he's not able to really sit back anymore. Like the rest of the season, I, I don't say want to say he has to be lights out, but he has to be you know around that point per game pace. I would say, yeah, um, or, or like at a, least or, or at like least be noticeable. Two, I would say, yeah, I'd say a point every two games at like at least. Yeah, yeah, so. like he doesn't have the opportunity to put together bad stretches. Any, yeah. anymore at least this season like he's got to just have consistent play like even if he doesn't score another goal I, I think he has to at least get those scoring chances I, I shouldn't say that he, he needs to score but yeah <laughs> he, he, I think every game he needs to have at least one good chance whether he scores or not yeah for sure um but yeah it was really nice to see Ricard Raquel finally get that one as well because mm-hmm. that's a guy who has been putting the effort in he's just been really snake bitten uh lately I yeah. think they were saying on the broadcast last night that he already had like 60 plus shots this season mm-hmm. which is crazy to think about actually that he hasn't yeah. he's only had the one goal on it so far so mm-hmm. yeah it wasn't that he wasn't putting in the effort like Adam Henrique or that sort of thing yeah. it was just it just wasn't coming for some reason like he had great opportunities throughout mm-hmm. the season I thought and yeah. uh even then you know sometimes he's need a, not to say that this was like a lucky one but um there's definitely a little bit of luck involved like just squeezing under the armpit there of uh, mm-hmm. Marc-Andre Fleury yeah that's so. one that Fleury usually has so the fact that that went in is, is a yeah. big confidence boost and a little bit of luck for him as well yeah maybe so happy to be able to tweet uh Rick Rack Pettywack give that man a goal <laughs> yeah no kidding <laughs> um the uh, I think he was pretty happy too man that he, he was smiling was like stelly. the whole rest yeah. of the game yeah yeah he was going for it so Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, hopefully this can continue, you know, yeah, get that monkey off your back and it just everything kind of starts to click at that point. So mm-hmm. let's hope I, that, I think uh, that's the case. Yeah, I think once those guys get going, um, it, it seems like the young guys have been a little bit slow the last few games as well. So I think now that these guys are going, I think the young guys will will bounce back a little bit. Hopefully mm-hmm. we can get four lines going and put together a little bit of a win streak here. I think that would be really nice. Yeah, that'd to be see. nice. We're, we're trending <laughs> in the right direction for that anyways. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, we have some tough games coming up, so we'll uh, we'll have to see about that. But yeah, I'm um, not sure how I feel about these next few games. But yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that uh, that Henrico, a little bit of controversy there. Um, you know, maybe not for for us, we'll we'll take it. But for, the, <laughs> for Vegas fans, I know that they were a little bit um, upset about it. Didn't think that was quite the right call. I mean, I can see their argument for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe maybe some confusion as well because on the broadcast last night, at least on the Ducks feed, they didn't really clarify um, what was going on there. So for those of that maybe didn't see it or need a quick recap, um, that goal was challenged for a high stick by Raquel. Um, it it kind of popped up in the air. Raquel went to kind of bat it towards the net. Uh, he, he did get his stick on it, potentially a high stick. We're not exactly sure. But then the puck bounces off uh, Flurry's pads. Henrique takes a couple whacks at it. Eventually it goes in. Mm-hmm. Um, so Coach's yeah, challenge... It, it, it did look like a high stick to me. I was like, as soon yeah, as I saw I the, so uh, like kind of the direct shot to it, not like at a, a bit of an angle or that sort of thing. I was like, mm-hmm. 
okay, that's unfortunately going to get called back. And but yeah, they didn't yeah. really explain the reasoning of that, so I'm still a little confused, honestly. Yeah, so we're I'll, gonna I'll take it for sure, but yeah, we're gonna I, take a couple guesses on what's potentially yeah. <laughs> going on with that. So it's either because the call on the ice was a good goal, and so they challenged for high stick, which you can do. It's not very common, but I looked it up, and as of the 1920 season, so. Uh, yeah, last season you could challenge for um, how did they word it here? It's plays that it's like a um, continuation challenge. That's how they worded it on the broadcast. Yeah, in yeah. this article it says um, that allows coaches to challenge missed stoppages of play in the offensive zone that lead to goals. So things like the puck hitting the netting when they have the netting up, hand passes, high sticks, and there's another one as well. Um, pucks that have gone out of play but are subsequently touched so like going off the the stanchion or or whatever oh, okay yeah. um yeah anyways things like that that they they may have missed um so in other words a continuation play you know if it's that hand pass and as long as the puck stays in the offensive zone then it doesn't like it doesn't matter if there's a hand pass and then two minutes later if the puck doesn't leave the zone then there's a goal you can still challenge that um mm-hmm. or it could be directly a hand pass across the crease and then you score, which is kind of what led to this rule. It was a, a Blues-Sharks game in the playoffs just the year before this rule came into effect where there was a hand pass that was missed that led to a goal. Obvious upon review, but can't do anything about it because there was no call on the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, back to this goal, though. Um, let's uh, let's maybe speculate why this one wasn't overturned. Do you think it's because the high stick was, it was inconclusive if it was actually a high stick or not, so they have to go with the original call on the ice? Or do you think it's because the puck bounced off of Fleury's pad um, and then went to um, Henrique there? I think it's because the NHL was like, well, we got to give them something at some point. Just, just to something. make it interesting? Or yeah. you think we, uh, <laughs> the NHL has a little bit of a soft spot for us? I don't know. I think they have more of a soft spot for no, Vegas than us. I was going to say, no, they're just like, man, these guys are just playing like dog shit. Just give them, give them something. They're probably going to blow it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did lose, so they were good, yeah. right? <laughs> but I I honestly don't know because, yeah, like you said, it wasn't clarified. Like, my thought mm-hmm. was that, you know, if it's seen to have been touched with a high stick, nothing else matters because that's the point that you're challenging, right? If that's what happened that then led to the goal, mm-hmm. right? It's like, off, it's like the offside challenge as well. It doesn't yeah. matter what all happens in the middle or that sort of thing or like, mm-hmm. like penalties, shots whatever like yeah they say on the board but everything gets called back like the, like a goal will get called back if it was offside yeah right so you would think with the high stick that's supposed to be a stoppage of play that that would then just go back there mm-hmm. would be no goal but if so you like high... i said as soon as i saw that there it looked like a high stick to me that i thought it wasn't gonna stand mm-hmm. so i was actually surprised yeah. when it said that like when they said it stood so mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm not, I still I, don't know the explanation of it. I, I agree with you, but if, but let's just pose hypothetically here. So you, you're Ricard Raquel, you high stick the puck and say it goes to uh, Mark Stone, Vegas Golden Knights player. Directly yeah. to him, Mark Stone tries to pass it out of the zone. It goes to Henrik, Henrik puts it in. Then you challenge for, it, and say it's a clear high stick. Then, and, and there's no stoppage of play. It's a good goal on the ice. Uh, Peter DeBoer, Vegas coach, challenges for a high stick, would that get overturned because Raquel high sticked it to the opposing team? 
not to his own teammate. See, I would think that it would still just that's supposed to be the stop. Oh no, actually, I guess it. Because it's it's no, similar to a hand pass that it's yeah. like a delayed high stick, right? Right. Okay, but the delayed high stick in normally though does it get does it get negated? This is something I'm trying to remember. Does it get negated if the other team touches it next? I think so. I think it's similar to a hand pass because everyone because sometimes you see the refs like if there's a high stick, then they they go like this for like a delayed high stick, and as soon as the other player touches it, they put their hands down. Okay. I've seen that before. Same with like a, a hand pass. Yeah. I've, okay. Now that I'm thinking about it, actually, that might have been the reason because I was seeing some Knights fans like talking about, you know, like off the pad isn't a possession. Yeah. So that could very yeah that could be the mm-hmm. reason as to why. I do agree with that though. Uh, as long as it has been like a shot off the pad is not possession by any means yeah because you can pass it off the pad right it's and then you get you still get the assist for for that because in this case flurry didn't have possession if he passes it flurry catches it with his stick yeah and tries to pass it goes to henrique scores you don't get the assist for that but because it goes off the pad it's not considered possession you get the assist yeah that was i don't know if that made sense or not it made sense yeah, in no, my no, head, it, but, yeah it, it does okay. Uh, yeah, by so, by that reasoning though, that like off the pad is not possession in any other circumstance. No, I actually think that goal should have been called back, and I think we got yeah. lucky for whatever reason. I think so too. Unless the uh, reason unless, they yeah. they didn't overturn it is because they weren't sure if it was actually a high stick because it, it was pretty close. Like to I, I I forget the rule, but on the broadcast, I think they were saying that if the puck is below the crossbar. Like it doesn't matter where his stick is because his stick was way up here, but because he mm. made contact below the yeah, crossbar. Yeah, contact. Yeah, if contact was is below the crossbar, then it's fine. But yeah. that looked like above the crossbar to me. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it looked close. Like I could. So, I, I think I would have called it as no goal. But I think as a ref, you gotta like have clear evidence. So yeah, it's. I'm, I think maybe they just weren't sure, and and because yeah, they that could very well the be the reason. It's just. Right, they can't they can't overturn it unless they have conclusive evidence. So I think yeah. that kind of we kind of got lucky there. So, I but yeah, so. my yeah. from from what I could see, that looked like a high stick. We shouldn't have had that. I don't think honestly. Yeah. I think we got lucky. So okay, well, hopefully that uh that answers anyone's questions uh, about <laughs> what the hell happened on that one and why they were challenging if they were able to challenge, uh, why we got the goal. I don't know. We we have no answers, but that's our somewhat educated guesses <laughs> <laughs> yeah it did lead to a point which i can understand why some vegas fans uh wouldn't mm-hmm. be happy but yeah i guess also fortunately for them it didn't lead to two points because that would have made it a, probably a lot worse for yeah exactly for vegas fans. yeah because so. vegas still gets their two points to them it doesn't really matter if we were closer yeah. to them it would be a bit more of an issue but yeah I, I think right now for us the the loser point doesn't really matter yeah um I guess we haven't really talked about this game overall. I liked it outside of the first five minutes. The first five minutes, Mm -hmm. we were not ready to go, but thankfully we kind of clued in pretty quickly, a little more quickly than we normally do. Mm -hmm. And this was actually, I thought, an entertaining game to watch. And the Ducks did play well. But again, we should expect this because they like to play up to the teams who are higher and down to the teams that are lower or supposed to be lower. Yeah. Right. Which still just irritates the living hell out of me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like as you know, kind of as the game went on, this is just something that we expect at this point. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Overall, I thought it was 
I thought it was a lot better of a game played. I know I'm I'm not even gonna beat the drum, but I guess kind of repeating it still. Of uh, if we can play this way against everybody, we have a chance no matter what. Um, yeah, our next three games are two against St. Louis and Colorado. So with how the Ducks work, we could be seeing three decent games. Yeah, whether not, they're wins or not. Yeah, you know, not to not say sure. they're wins or not. Um, but then, so yes, yeah, so let's take a look here. Two against St. Louis, two against Colorado, and then we'll play two against LA, two against San Jose. Those are the, we're going to go on to a four-game skid, I bet you, in that time. Yeah, hopefully Because not. that's just how we work. So yeah, unless LA continues their streak that they're on right now, mm. then we might play up to them. Who knows? Yeah, but uh, San Jose would be nice. Crap that <laughs> we're going to continue to play like that. Yeah, so, um, which is yeah, it's it's really irritating at this point, and I don't know why that is still a thing. Not even like how many games are we into the season now? We've played twenty-one. Yeah, not even the twenty-one games into the season, but going from last season as well, where we played mm-hmm. what we played seventy, I think. Or 71. Yeah. Yep. But like that should not be something that is still continuing to this point. No, definitely not. So, so um, yeah, honestly, I think that we played so good in this game, both defensively and offensively, that we should have come away with this one, if not for Marc Andre Fleury. Yeah, realistically, I think the like the overtime, we were all over mm-hmm. them and it was great. Yeah. But yeah, Marc Andre Fleury, and you know, there was comments about this, uh, you know, that uh, we were replying to on Twitter. Mark Andre Fleury was just going yeah. that night, and it pained me to see because he was doing it against the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. But that guy, like, this is one of the few jerseys I have with a name on it is the Vegas Fleury jersey because he is my favorite goaltender all the time. Um, but yeah, the guy was going off like that spread save on uh, is on Lundstrom, I think. Oh god, with like two yeah. minutes left in overtime, there, holy crap. Like, that was insane. The guy just somebody had said on Twitter, I forget who it was exactly. I apologize. Um, had said that like, just like Flurry has our number, and I replied him like, "Yeah, it's not even just us. He's doing it to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's just very so, noticeable against us, and it's easy yeah. to gang up on us because we suck yeah. <laughs> most of the time." <laughs> um, the overtime goal, though, that was I understand it's three on three. You do play it a little bit differently. I think that was a bad pinch by Cam Fowler, though, that led to that goal because Sonny Milano yeah. versus Eric or not Eric Carlson, William Carlson. Carlson's winning that nine out of ten times. So Yeah, like in in a five on five, you can make that pinch yeah. um to try and put pressure because you on, have on the guy. Else but, back there. Yeah. but in three on three, you gotta play it just a little bit safer and and not make that pinch you got to just get back and and get the two defensemen back um good on good on milano for recognizing that fowler was putting himself out of position and trying to get back um but yeah unfortunately uh carlson is was was hot that game and uh got two against us and first of all nice goal not to take anything away from him yeah hard working goal beautiful deke um gibson can't do anything on that one but uh, i like to think if fowler was back that it would have been a at least a more difficult goal to score, um, and and potentially not even a goal at all. Well, because what this is the second game against Vegas that we've gone to overtime. The first one yep. I think was that first or second game of the year. Yeah, and it was the same thing, right? Like somebody's on defense who shouldn't be, or somebody made a move that put them well out of position to not be helpful at all, mm-hmm. right? 
So and yeah. yeah, they've they've all like the two overtime goals have been breakaways. So mm-hmm. we need to figure out a way to limit that. Yeah, like honestly, that looked like like us playing three v three EASHL. Like <laughs> we're in the offensive zone. It's like okay, we got to get the puck, and we all go. All three of we're us going, go for going. like big hits, and all of a sudden it's a three on O goal in the other way. Yeah, like that, that, that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> uh. Well, I'll say that I'm Milano, the one guy who you know tried to get back. <laughs> Actually, no, I'll give that to our buddy Bader. He's always the guy that realizes that I, sh- I I'm shit at defense, and then tries to get back. <laughs> No, that's normally me. You two will push up and I'll hang back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you always go for the big hit. You know, so oh, yeah, I go for the hit. But... Yeah. So we'll, we'll say you're Cam Fowler. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, okay. Right. Um, anything else to, that you want to mention about this game before we take a quick break here? No, nothing really. So I think we got it pretty summed up. They played well. I want to see them continue it, but uh, mm-hmm. just give it a few games and we'll be back on a skid. <laughs> I mean, hopefully not, not. <laughs> not to be the pessimist, but like it's just it's been such a pattern that it's it's bound to happen again. So it's just mm-hmm. more when at this point. So yeah, um, I guess you already mentioned when the upcoming games are, but they're Monday at seven, or you mentioned who they are, but Monday at seven Pacific and Wednesday at six thirty Pacific against the St. Louis Blues. Um, that's really all we have to say about that, I think. But yeah, let's take a, a quick break here. <laughs> my brother Mike. He's my brother Matt. And we are the brothers of discussion hosting Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a vote. In a season mired in tragedy and despair, we are here to be your audible Earl Grey, to bring joy, placidity, and perspective to one of the roughest eras of Red Wing history. Ah! We honor the past, find the positives in the present. I swear they're there. And paint the picture of what's to come in the Winged Wheels future. Paul Woods here on the radio broadcast of your Detroit Red Wings. And I'm going to play games like, who's that? Who's that come on. Where Matt has to try and guess quotes pulled right out of context for Jeff Blashell. And we got to figure out who that Red Wing is. <laughs> Every episode, we put ourselves in the legendary shoes of Steve Iserman And play Be the GM. Finding ways to ice a competitive team while accumulating assets for the franchise's future. We also shoot the breeze. Some of the great local and national voices in Red Wings hockey, including Ken Kell and Keith Gave and Greg Wyshynski and Ryan Lambert. Check us out every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. And check us out live every Wednesday and Sunday for Red Wings reactions and live conversations with you on our YouTube channel, The Brothers of Discussion. All right, uh, a couple uh, news points here to talk about in regards to the Ducks. The first one mentioned, uh, well, for us last night on Hockey Night in Canada, I don't know where anyone else would have heard it, but uh, potentially a a trade between the Ducks and Canucks happening, um, which would see uh, Danton Heinen go into the Canucks in exchange for Jake Vertanen. This was just a rumor um, posted by Elliot Friedman, uh, or talked about by Elliot Friedman, I guess. Um, Sounds like it's not going to happen, but... The talks aren't, you know, entirely done. But this was kind of what was on the table, and just with the money, it wasn't quite working out. Um, so, what are your your thoughts on this? Seeing Jake Vertanen come to the Ducks in exchange for Heinen, I'm not a fan of it, honestly. Yeah, me neither. Honestly, I I like Vertanen's Heinen. Not a guy I really want. I would rather keep Heinen. Mm-hmm. I think there's more upside to him right now than than Vertanen. So, yeah, I'd say so as well. I mean, there's not really a a spot on the roster for 
Heinen, it, it seems, but because Vertanen's a winger and Heinen's a center. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think or is so. Heinen also a winger? Oh, God. Should have done my <laughs> research on this. <laughs> oh, man. Let's take a look but, here. But, uh, well, while you look for that, Vertanen just one goal uh, so far in 19 games this season with the Canucks, uh, which is not good. I mean, usually he's been um, a little bit better, 36 points last season in 69 games, uh, which was a career high for him. So, And then, uh, oh, uh, no, that's penalty minutes. I was going to say 25 points in 16 games in the playoffs, <laughs> but no, he got three. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Uh, not as good, but yeah, yes. not not like I, I generally generally like Vertanen, but he's not my favorite, you know. Yeah, so Vertanen's been normally slotting in on the right side, it looks like, but he's yeah. been kind of a little bit up and down the lineup, more down uh, by the sounds of it in like fourth line and scratched, like healthy scratched uh, circumstances. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, there's, there's a something. lot of struggle in Vancouver right now. Anyway, yeah. So. But, like, I understand if it's a thing of, oh, you know, let's give both these guys a change of scenery or that sort of thing. But, yeah, yeah, Vertanen's not a guy I want to do it with. So, yeah, no, I agree. Th- there's no I, appeal there for me. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I mean, I think if they, I wouldn't be upset about him coming to the Canucks, but it would have to be with somebody else, like, you know, mm-hmm. an Elias Pedersen. So I think that'd be a fair trade, high end for <laughs> Pedersen. And yeah, Pedersen. 100%. No. <laughs> with that. no, but I think, God, you know, somebody would. Zegers and Comtois. <laughs> I mean, I would love that, but there's no way we. Could no way it happens. Um, <laughs> We're too yeah. cash trapped right now. Also, as the whole reason that you know this Fertana thing isn't working, and honestly, mm-hmm. for the first time, thank God. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, because honestly, I, otherwise, I feel like Bob Murray would have had this done the other day, and mm-hmm. it, it would have made a lot yeah. of people question even more. So yeah, I, I would like to see some assets come from uh, from Vancouver as well, or maybe even retain salary. But yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. I'm not super hype on Jake Vertanen. I think he's a good player. I mean, he went fourth. Uh, or no, where did he go? Uh, God, sixth overall in the 2014 draft. So he, he should have a lot of a uh, lot of upside, but um, hasn't really shown it at the NHL level yet. So um, hope might be one of those bus picks, honestly. But also could just yeah. use a change of scenery. Uh, the thing is, he is entering his prime right now. So. At 24 years old, so to only be only have one goal so far this season is not a good look. No. Um, Even on a struggling Vancouver team, because that's a team that can score, they just haven't been able to score enough. Yeah, right. So, but. um, yeah, and then uh, with Danton Heinen, like he's played 16 games, five points, not great numbers, but at least a little bit better. It's and I thought, I, I thought he's looked really good in a lot more games, and just you know hasn't got the the help from the rest of the team, whether it's mm-hmm. you know guys just not being able to to finish on nice passes or whatever, or him not being able to finish. Um, but It's kind of like what yeah. we were talking about Raquel as well. He's had the opportunities mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, and the effort is there. It's just not happening for some reason. So, mm-hmm. again, it's with Heinen as well. It, I think it's bound to happen here at some point. Just something has to something has to give, basically. So, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not going for Vertanen on this honestly I've, i think we've seen what he can do even as a youngster but like this is a young kid's game at this point right yeah. so mm-hmm. for sure and, and he's Heinen's not doing it a... yet on a team like vancouver whether they're struggling or not yeah. right because it, it hasn't just been this season as well like last season they got to the second round right against vegas mm-hmm. like this this was a team that 
you know, they were looking very promising. They could do damage and that sort of thing, but it, you know, if Fortana's not showing up, then, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I mean, I don't, don't, don't want to overpay for that. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's still on contract for the next couple of years, whereas Heinen's an RFA next year. So, yeah, let's, yeah, let's take a look here, quick. Yeah, I'll pull up uh, Vertanen's cap friendly. Sure. Yeah. No, I know Heinen's uh, RFA, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to know what where Vertanen's at. The thing, only thing with Heinen is I, I don't know where he really slots in on this roster, um, especially if we assume we keep Henrique, uh, which we probably will since he's got the no trade clause, um, and then. You know, behind Derek Grant, Troy Terry's technically a center, but I um, mm. guess plays more the wing. Um, but, you know, Henrique, uh, Lindstrom, Zegris, uh, Sam Steele, and Comtois, like there's a lot of centers that I would p- say are above Heinen right now. And, I mean, yeah. Heinen can play the wing, but so I could get wanting to ship him off. But, you know, eventually these guys are going to be gone and, and we are going to need those guys to step in. Um so I, I don't I don't really know. I guess Heinen is 25 years old, so you would want to see him in the NHL now. So I, yeah. I could get wanting to shop a center around, but um, I think that Heinen could pull a little bit more than a, a guy with one goal in um, 19 games. It's supposedly supposed to be in his prime. Yeah, so uh, looking at Cap Friendly here, Jake Vertanen is on the first of a two-year contract, uh, okay. but next season he has a cap hit still of 2550000 um, but his total salary with uh, signing bonus and base salary is $3.4 million. Mm-hmm. And that's and what think the Ducks are struggling with. That's the big one there. Yeah. So And yeah, like I, I'm not willing to pay $3.4 million for one goal in 19 games or one point in 19 games. Yeah. So, yeah. So, as I mean, if he's struggling on a, you know, a struggling mm-hmm. Vancouver team, imagine how he's going to do on a team like a struggling Anaheim that's arguably not doing even close to as good as Vancouver, I would say. Yeah, I would say so as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think that there's a market out there for Heinen, and hopefully, seeing that Heinen is is on the block might get some other teams interested. Because uh, I wouldn't be upset about him going somewhere if the deal was right. But yeah. this deal is not good. No. So, not liking uh, it. Next, <laughs> next. Um, one thing I noticed here last night: the Minnesota Wild, who we like to joke are the Minnesota Mild, are they're on a bit of a tear. They are. They're second in the division. Yeah, and they've won. I, I think they've I saw won. six in a row. Yeah, no, it's been six in a row. To LA, be fair, yeah, they have not LA played just on the edge of the playoffs as well. Mm-hmm. They got twenty-two points. Colorado sitting at twenty-three. Yeah. Oh, Colorado has two games in hand. Yeah. So I I know that we ripped on on Minnesota when we lost them the other night. I I want to apologize on behalf of uh, <laughs> Nate and myself and at the Quack Report here that um, for ripping on the Minnesota Wild. They are. A better team than we have seen in the past, and from now on until until they go on a, a big losing streak, we will refer to them by their proper name of the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, do you agree with I can that? Do that. Okay. Yeah, I can agree yeah. with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hopefully, Isha's listening. We'll uh, we'll have to clip this and send it his way. <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, but yeah, the LA, but like not to take away from the Minnesota Wild, but the LA yeah. Kings are going off lately as well. Oh yeah, uh, are they nine, also seven, on a six game win streak? Yeah, they're nine, seven, and four at this point. Twenty-two points, um, and let's see here. Oh no, they, they just lost to Minnesota last night, didn't they? So they, but they had won five in a row before that. Yeah, so their last ten, they are six, two, and two. That's Compared to us, who are two, five, and three. 
Oh, no. Uh, why did you say that? I don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> the only teams I think that are doing... Yeah, okay, there's three teams that are doing better than the LA Kings in the last 10. Colorado is 6-3-1. and one, mm-hmm. And both Minnesota and Vegas are 7-3-0. and oh. That's crazy. This is something I don't think a lot of people were expecting from the LA Kings this year. I definitely no. was not because I thought they were playing the long game with a rebuild. Mm-hmm. What the hell yeah. happened? <laughs> I don't know. Their their guys are just stepping up. Like yeah. I follows looked good. Athanasio, when he's been healthy, has been pretty solid. Jonathan Quick has apparently found resurgence. the fountain of youth and taken ten years, or not taken yeah. ten years off his life, but gone back in time ten years. Like he looks like he's in his prime again. It's crazy. Yeah, he, even uh, Drew Doughty doesn't look like he's his ankles are about to snap. Like <laughs> he, he actually looks the, decent. Yeah, he found the fountain of youth that uh, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger hold, hold for themselves. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I saw a funny thing though. I was like, every time you smoke a cigarette, it gives Keith Richards an extra day in his life. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh. Um, but yeah, get, sorry. I just quickly want to go back to the Minnesota Wild. In in defense of them, uh, they they haven't played Vegas or uh, St. Louis yet, and St. Louis has been kind of off and on they so far this, this season. season at all. Nope. Well, how the they, hell does that happen? Well, we they had that, everybody already. They had two weeks off of oh, because of the postponed games. So, right. and I think right. that's when they were supposed to play against them. So they've only played uh, us, LA, San Jose, and I think four games against the uh, sorry the Avalanche, which they've split. Yeah. Two, two okay, games, so. that makes sense. Yeah, I so, thought it was. Well, yeah, for a second, I was just like thinking normalcy and like scheduling yeah. and i'm like how the hell does that happen yeah but, so okay, we'll, we'll see sense. what happens once they play against vegas if they if they go on a tear and uh and and take and beat vegas in the series i think they have a th- they, oh my gosh i think they have a three game series coming up against them um yeah. within the next week or so we'll see how that goes but uh, as of right now they're looking pretty good and like they're they're just firing on all, firing on all cylinders so I'll take one more jab, though. We know they're going to lose out in the first round either way. So, <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, but all right, uh, yeah. Is there anything else that we have at this point? Um, just a quick gulls update. Gulls update. Yeah, we'll we'll move on to that here. So, um, the, the gulls this week dropped all three games against the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, looked like they were pretty close games. I didn't watch them, but the score was at least close. So now we have dropped to 7-4-0 on the season, which in terms of points percentage is still good for third in the division. Um, second in points behind the Henderson Silver Knights, but we've played a few more games than the rest of the teams. So um, so yeah, not looking good for the Gulls this week, but hopefully they can step it up next week. They got a game against the Ontario Reign, who I believe are second in the division in points percentage, but don't quote me. Uh, and then two game the first two games of a three game series against the San Jose Barracudas on Friday and Saturday. So we'll update you guys again next Sunday after those three games and see where the gulls are at. Are the gulls missing Trevor Zegers right now? Uh, p- potentially. <laughs> I mean he's the only thing that's changed over those last three games. So yeah. um so yeah maybe they're missing a few goals. I can maybe save this for yeah okay I'll save this question for a couple more games in. Yeah, I'll save okay. it for next time. Never mind. Okay, sounds good. Gonna gonna keep me on the edge of my seat here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, get to some what's cracking. All right, take it away, Nate. All right, so I didn't really... I, w- I wasn't finding much on social media this week. Um, it's very doom and gloom, I guess, in uh, terms of 
hockey stuff that was just kind of taking over my Twitter feed and whatnot <laughs> this week, it seemed, uh, both Anaheim and Calgary. Um, lots of turmoil with both these teams right now. So let's take a look. And uh, I forget what I was watching, but they were – oh, it was the uh, the last episode of Tim and Sid. That's what it was. Oh, okay. They had Darren Millard on from uh, Vegas there, and they do like a five-minute segment with him. It's got a speed round questions, basically. And the last question they had asked him was, uh, would you rather fight a one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? I think we've already talked about this question, Mm -hmm. but just that idea, I wanted to bring up some other ones here. So we got a list here from uh, brightful.me. That's just funny, would you rather type questions. So I think what we could do is just pick five just kind of alternate back and forth sure and just ask each other the question so as the host i will ask you first okay you being the host i will ask you first though okay yeah i was like am i not the host <laughs> did you just do we have to switch where we are on screen yard now like there yeah. we go are you the host now is this how this works yeah oh, man, absolutely this is, this is weird. i don't Let's like this don't put it back put it yeah, back that was that was unfortunate jeez i could, I could oh. feel the universe starting to collapse that was bizarre <laughs> okay so okay do we want to pick the questions and we both answer it or do we want like just your answer I, when i ask i think you? we should i think we should both answer okay yeah so i'm gonna go with this one first okay would you rather go without shampoo for the rest of your life or toothpaste for the rest of your life oh that's tough Cause I'm a little, I'm a little baby when it comes to my hair. <laughs> um, <laughs> like if I, if I don't shower for a day, my hair like starts to hurt. Like, you know, when like your scalp just like aches yeah. because your hair is so greasy and it's heavy or what, I don't know if that's yeah. what happens. But <laughs> I hate that feeling, dude. But also, I don't know if I could, like you can still brush your teeth, I guess, without toothpaste, but like it wouldn't taste good. Yeah. Could, could I use something else other than, toothpaste like i just can't use toothpaste like could i use something else to scrub on my I figure it i mean doesn't have any stipulations <laughs> okay i mean i don't know what i would use the first thing that comes to mind is ketchup but like then i think the teeth <laughs> would just be a weird color i i, I feel like you go, need something acidic just to yeah, kind of like kill any bacteria like but vinegar God, you're, but like your enamel is gonna deteriorate yeah i i don't know i i think that toothpaste is too important and i could just learn to deal with slightly achy hair. So I think I'd go without shampoo. And like, cause you could still rinse your hair and like get it. Yeah, away. that's true. Yeah. Just, you wouldn't be able to wash it. So it would always be gross and shiny. I don't know. What would you pick? My pick is go without shampoo because I've shaved my head before and I can do it again. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's a, a good workaround. Then you can just yeah. use body wash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, just keep it nice and clean. Yeah. Just Mr. Clean type shine on it. So <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, let me find one here. Um, here's a good one. Would you rather lose the ability to cry or cry every day for 20 minutes randomly? Lose the ability to cry, I think. You, you want to you be heartless? Well, no, it's, you, it's not saying that you can't be sad or anything like that. Okay. For quite a while, I actually just, for whatever reason, just like I like I could be sad or that sort of thing, but I just never cried. But now for some reason, just everything makes me like, I don't know if you took a look over at me during Avengers Endgame 
at any point, there was maybe about 10 minutes total of that whole movie that I wasn't crying like a little <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I, I think that's a pretty bad example because that was a that was a, a, a cryable movie. <laughs> yeah, but like, but it was like happy cry and sad cry. Like yeah. it was just everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, like that wasn't to say like as a kid I wasn't emotional or anything like that. But just mm-hmm. tears weren't a thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would go without crying because imagine being in like the middle of a like a meeting or that, and you just randomly start crying, and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm doing this right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I gotta agree with you there because I, I'm the ugliest crier. Like I never just have like you know the single <laughs> tear like run down your face. Yeah. It's it's always just like the the ugly cry. <laughs> it's it's absolutely horrendous. Um, oh. And yeah, like not that I hate crying, but it's uh it's not my favorite. So I don't think I could handle that 20 minutes at a time every day. <laughs> so I got to agree with you on that one. There you go. Um, okay. We got to find one here that's, uh, that we're opposites on. See, see the other side of things. Okay. Would you rather have to wear a tuxedo shirt every day for a month or have to wear a tutu every day for a month? Um, I'd say tuxedo shirt. Like, I think honestly, I think those are just funny and in like ironic. They are, way. and I I never have to be like super serious. It's not like I have like you know business meetings to go to or anything. So yeah, but <laughs> I'm think, really serious yeah. as it is. But like, mm-hmm. I guess you know shit is serious when I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So I guess I, I go for the tuxedo shirt as well. Yeah, not not to I, not. Yeah. I would wear a tutu because I think that would also be like kind of funny, but I just feel like it would be super inconvenient. Like trying to sit down in, in my chair right now with like these these arm things. And sorry, <laughs> he's got like I, the tutu blowing out from yeah, it. I just showed you my awful desk. It's pretty, pretty <laughs> disgusting. But yeah. Um but yeah, it would just like be so uncomfortable to like manage and you'd like I'd bump into things and like trying to get into my car, probably get it caught. But a tuxedo shirt is just like normally, like it doesn't affect yeah. your day to day. Remember in middle school, there were these two girls in my class that always wore tutus, and I have no fucking clue why. I thought you were going to say always wore tuxedo shirts, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) for some reason, like they weren't even wearing tuxedo shirts. But I just think of like the interview process or like the interview scene during Step Brothers. I just imagined that for some reason, like they were wearing full on tuxedos, but just like tuxedo shirt. That's what I first got brought to. I read the question wrong the first time. Because I was like, like when I like I did read it correctly. Yeah. Uh, like when I told it to you, that it was like every day for a month and every day for a month. But at first, I thought it was tuxedo shirt every day for a year or a tutu for a month. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, okay, every day for a month. Yeah, I'm wearing the tuxedo shirt 100. percent Yeah. Oh yeah, I think that's an easy one. Um, okay, let's find another one here. Um. Oh. <laughs> okay. This is going to be a good one. Would you rather always hit a red light for the rest of your life or always get slow internet after the sun goes down? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so tough. Uh, well, we'll even say that as long as you're in the vehicle, you, you get a red light, even if you're not the driver. Like, you could take the bus, and the bus will always hit a red light. <laughs> Is my internet at least fast enough to still be able to play Xbox Live? Um, I'd, I'd like say it's, so. It's I bet low, your load times would just be shit, and like there would be I'll, lag. Everyone, I'll take the I'll take the load times. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. If if it wasn't fast enough to run Xbox Live, would you uh, would you switch? No, because hitting like five red lights in a row does annoy the fuck out of me. <laughs> yeah, dude. If I hit one red light, I'm like pissed. Like by where I live, like most times, like the, when you're on the main road, it's just like green lights, and you just go. Yeah. But every once in a while, you hit like every single red light. Yeah. It drives me nuts. Makes me go late for our, work because it takes an extra like five minutes. <laughs> go back to our hometown and on Dunmore Road when you hit every single red light. Oh God. That well, I mean, that's just standard. Like yeah, or I, even or even here on scenic. Like yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, I, I I I don't know if I ever. Oh no, I did answer the question. I'd take the slow internet. Slow internet also bothers me, but mm-hmm. I I don't know. I've never really had like super fast internet until I've. I don't know, for some reason, my current house has super fast internet, but everywhere else I've been, it's always just been okay. That's fair. So, okay, one right. more? One more each, or just one more altogether? Uh, I think we should have time for one more each. Okay. Would you rather poop in the only in the only toilet at a party, knowing that you'll clog it, or poop in the bushes in the backyard? Hmm. Poop in the only toilet at a party knowing you'd clog it. Or, or just take a big old dump in the bushes. Dude, I, I think I'd just go out back. Like, you go it, out back? Yeah. Is there, like, is, is there anyone watching? I don't think so. But, I mean, I guess if people go outside, they might see you. You take that yeah. risk. I don't know. I, I just pretend I was throwing up at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like my pants would be down at my ankle and then I'd just be like, and then as I'm like pushing a poop out, so then people go, like, okay, we're leaving that guy alone. He's got a lot going on. Oh, geez. Oh. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I would hate to be that guy to clog the only toilet. I'm clogging it. You are? Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, I, I got to go back before. I, I might change my answer. <laughs> Do I get toilet paper if I'm in the bushes? I'm taking a guess at no, which is why I'm going to clog the toilet because I want toilet paper or yeah. even a bidet if this party has one. Yeah. Oh, I guess you could just take the garden hose. I mean, you could, but at yeah. that point, you're going towards the house. <laughs> well, not if you plan ahead. Oh, fair enough. And depends. If there's like a nice leafy bush, I could deal with that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if it was like one of those like tiny ones, maybe not, but. That's when yeah, you have a steady. Stre- that's when you have a steady stream, like you're doing it like a bidet, yeah. and someone realizes what's going on and just cranks it full blast on you. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Give yourself an enema. <laughs> oh. Yeah, actually, I think if I if I was at a party, I think I would I would still do the the bushes one. It, bushes? All else fails, you use your underwear and ditch it. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I could be resourceful. I'm clogging it just for the fact of toilet paper. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. Okay, oh, I had one, but then I I just like fidget scrolled and now I don't know where it is. Oh, here it is. Okay, last one here. Would you rather never have a life without air conditioning? Wait, what? Would you rather never? I, I think it should be, would you rather have a life without air conditioning or never be able to use deodorant? Yeah, there we go. So live without air conditioning or live without deodorant? Live without deodorant because I still shower every day and you can wash mm-hmm. your armpits or that. I am a yeah. very warm bodied person as mm-hmm. a as a whole. So like AC is a must for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like honestly, if our house gets over like nineteen Celsius, like I start to get really warm. So Yeah, no, me too. 
Um, and, and I mean, most, I, don't, I, I shouldn't say most days, but oftentimes I forget to put deodorant on anyways and I, <laughs> I manage. So <laughs> no one's ever told me I, I'm stinky. So, um, but I think as, as a loophole, if it got really bad, I think I would just move to Alaska because you don't need a, <laughs> you don't need air conditioning in Alaska or Antarctica. No, so move somewhere where you don't need air conditioning. See, I'm the guy who would still have air conditioning on. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like not not like crazy cool or that sort of thing. But like, yeah, like our, like our house is normally set at 18 Celsius. So yeah, I, I like it cool. Fair. So, yeah, I'm, I'm like a I'm like a like a desert lizard. Like I need to I need to cool off. <laughs> yeah, you're you're basically cold blooded. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a very warm man. All right. Well, that was fun. We'll uh, we'll maybe do a few more when we when we need to uh, fill some what's cracking time. But that was yeah. good. And, and let us know what you guys think too. I mean, I'm sure you can put some polls out there for uh, for our listeners of some of these ones and see yeah, what they would do. So that'd be good. All right. Um, where can they uh, where can they get at you, Nate? You can follow me on Twitter at Tate Namas T A T E N H O M A S. Uh, also, be sure to follow the Quack Report on Twitter and Instagram at Quack Report Pod. Uh, I'm not sure what time exactly you might know, Carter, though, for our jersey giveaway, though, with the Hockey Podcast Network that we're doing. Oh, yes. We need the most entries to be able to pick uh, a fan of uh, that's mm-hmm. entered in like on our thing. Um, so, I mean, if you're listening to this on Sunday, be sure to do it. I'll retweet it again one more time today saying that's the last day to do it. Um, but uh, otherwise, yeah, try on Monday, see if it works or that sort of thing. Yeah, and, uh, we're, we're yeah. pretty close up there. I looked at some of the other teams. There's a few that are in the the like the like high 80s, and I think we're like high 70s. So we do have a chance. Yeah, um, yeah we're, we're close. We're up there. So, so that would be really awesome. Let's get it going, guys. Yeah, it would be awesome to be able to do that. So Because it's, it's a free jersey, and you guys get to pick which one it is. If you want, like... The black one, like Carter has, the white one, the orange one that I have here. Um, I think if I'm not sure how they're doing it with like availability or that sort of thing, but like I know Cool Hockey still has some of like the authentic reverse retros, even mm-hmm. right. So we might be able to swing that or something like that. So and it, it also doesn't have to be a Ducks jersey, I don't think. Like I, where I don't you, think like, so either. No. Yeah, it can be whatever. So like I got a wall of jerseys behind me here. You can pick any one of those. I'm not going to give you this specific one, but if it's available elsewhere. We'll get it for you. So be sure to enter that contest there. It's pinned on our Twitter page. Yeah, for sure. Also, um, one thing I I wanted to mention earlier and totally forgot. Next week on Sunday is our 100th episode. So uh, we're going to have to... Are we at 98? We're at 98. Holy shit. So that'll be awesome. I don't know what we're going to do for number 100, but we're going to have to do something big. Yeah. Or I have no idea what medium either. sized. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about sized. it this week, but it'll uh, hopefully we can get a big live stream together for it. I think that'd be that'd be pretty sweet. Um, so yeah, but in the meantime, you can follow myself at Carter underscore Potts P O T T S underscore ninety seven. You can follow the network at Hockey Pod Net uh, for updates on all of your favorite hockey shows. And yeah, we will uh, see you guys on Wednesday or I guess Thursday for another episode. In the meantime, go Ducks, go! Woo!